0: Episode 29 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave?
1: Pretty good. Um, Still better than most, not as good as some. Up here in lovely Houghton, Michigan. How are you, Mike?
0: Very well. Um, Had to remove, you know, sitting solo. Good thing we didn't change our... uh, advertising from the social distancing one yet because (laughs) we uh we are going remote again because you're up in Houghton but the show must go on good luck at your college visit tomorrow by the way
1: thank you I hope I get accepted
0: yes me too um I'm gonna be honest with you I had to wimp out I'm at the uh North Studios but no bird sounds tonight for our listeners because I opted to Come into the basement of the North Studios because it's just too hot outside. I mean, oh yeah, it's miserable hot, and I hate the heat to begin with. And it was just way too hot, so I brought it down into the uh, the bunker studio, if you will. Got a little NASCAR on TV muted. There's the uh, math guy here. Forty two laps to go. Life is good.
1: Good, awesome. Hey, we got uh, since I'm up here in the UP, uh, we have a UP theme tonight. And the first uh, tasting on the docket is from Black Rocks uh, Brewery in Marquette, Michigan. Uh, we've got their Black Rocks Bach in their Lager series. And by the way, uh, shout out! I I realized, and I probably would have done something different if I would have made the connection, but Black Rocks uh, makes the My Kiss IPA, and I think in episode twenty seven. Uh, I believe that's the one GK, uh, George Drown was with us. Correct. Um, yeah. He said that my kiss from Black Rocks is currently his favorite IPA. So we're going to try their Bach today.
0: All right. You're going to give the, you going to give the stat line before we crack them open or no? Oh
1: yeah, I should. Shouldn't I? Jeez. Where am I at? Um, 6.3% alcohol, 50 IBUs, and the untapped rating is 3.71. And somewhere in my notes here, whoops, I read that wrong, folks. Let me switch that over. Um, It's reading off a different sheet. I haven't even had anything to drink yet. 6.5% alcohol, 21 IBUs, and the untapped rating is 3.82.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna mention to you, if you didn't correct yourself, I was gonna say you might want to dust off the glasses because I'm looking at the canvas <laughs> is five percent. You don't want to short us two tenths of an alcohol percent. No, God,
1: why would I do that? That'd be stupid. Um, and then the um, as far as check ins, we've been kind of talking about check ins, two thousand two hundred and two at this point. So um, not super. Not a super high number, but not uh it's not a three-digit or two digit number.
0: No, but two thousand is pretty low for some of the ones. So we'll have to try to get, oh, yeah. this, bad, we'll to get this bad boy on the uh the market, if you will, with our on tap ranking after the show. Brown.
1: Very brown. But like the can says, um premium Munich malt. Um, built up a medium body with toasty caramel notes. A touch of spicy hops round out this labor of love. So I'm I'm curious to see what the spicy hops does to this.
0: Well, let's get after it then. Cheers. Cheers. A little uh, is there a little bit of a hmm. killing? to it maybe a killian's flavor to it
1: a little for a lager this has got a lot of body to it it's got it's it's they weren't joking
0: is it a lager though isn't i think a malt yeah. a lager but i mean not all lagers are malts are they there's where i mean well, this I guess one of us should know this stuff. It is a beer pot, after all.
1: Right. No, but I mean, like the Bach um, is is a is a heavier is a heavier um, uh, um, a stronger lager. So, like for example, you had the the Eisenbach uh, two pods ago, and no one pod in the, in the last pod the Eisenbach where they you know they they freeze it and chip away all the ice to make it to give it a little more oomph and that one that eisenbach was like a 9.2 um so obviously this isn't as strong but there's different levels i guess now of loggers and so this particular bach is right in there you know i would say middle of the road i don't know what oh. they did particularly to this one to make it you know a darker richer more full body kind of a
0: that's the caramel the caramel yeah. note um before we get into it because oddly enough for no sports there's actually quite a few uh it, you know sports related topics not necessarily sports to discuss right uh, i do want to clarify one of probably many mistakes from episode 28 as i normally always do the first part of the next episode. Um, Resident fact checker, Mr. Shoff, inform <laughs> me that Hustler's uh, "Girl Next Door" format wasn't Beaver Shoot; it was Beaver Hunt. call so <laughs> you uh, Hustler magazine subscribers from yesteryear. So it was the it was the old Beaver Hunt.
1: Okay. God, I'm glad we clarified that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, like so. So a lot of um. Uh, Though no sports other than some golf and some NASCAR that has been going on for weeks now, um, just a few notes of random related facts. The NFL Players Association voted unanimously to recommend not playing any preseason games, which Mm -hmm. I have no issue with that. I mean, nobody pays attention to them anyway. Very few of the established players play more than a series or two anyway. I mean, it, you know, the guy fighting for the 53rd spot on the roster, he's probably going to be disappointed, but you know right. what? Life isn't fair sometimes. Um, so if that – if that's, I won't – COVID or no COVID, I'd give that decision a thumbs up moving yeah. forward from here on out.
1: Right. Agreed.
0: Uh, the one that I will say for last, because, you know, at the old saying goes, you say the best for last. But on the COVID front, uh, NASCAR driver Jimmy Johnson is missing his first cup race today because he tested positive. He was asymptomatic. And then, among many baseball players, although the number of tests, baseball is at 1.2. They've tested 3,892 people, and I think they've come up with 38 positives. Now, that's not all players, that's players, front office, staff. Right. uh, I mean, that's actually a relatively low 1.2 percent and um now you got all these players like one in particular david david price which by the way that gutless turd blocked me on twitter so other than he did play a key role in helping the red sox win a world series title i think the guy's an overpriced bum so and he's going to by him sitting out this year he's actually sticking it to the red sox financially because of the way the trade was worded so now that he's not playing this year, the Red Sox are gonna be on the hook for another year of his contract. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that so that's another reason for me not to like David Price. Did, did you mention sick- before in the pod that he blocked you? I don't think I did. <laughs> if, if I did, it was earlier on, but yeah, he blocked me. And, and the only thing I said and it wasn't that I went you know all ballistic, crazy on him, like you better watch your your doors and lock your windows. All I said is you get paid a lot of money to give up a lot of home runs. Blocked. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the year the Red Sox didn't win the World Series, and he was giving up like three – I mean, like he would give up eight runs and two innings against the Yankees. And then, oddly enough, the next time he was scheduled to start against the Yankees, his armor. Yeah. So, come on. Kim, well,
1: shit. You know, those but things uh, happen, though, Mike.
0: Well, exactly. But getting back to the COVID thing, as I've said, many pods over. Yes, some sports is better than none, but Mike Trout isn't sure he wants to play. I just mentioned David Price isn't going to play. Ryan Zimmerman is unlikely to play. It's only a 60-game schedule. You know what? Let's bag it. Call it good, and we'll play the season when life gets back to some sort of normalcy. Will it ever be normal again? Who knows? But, right. I mean, if you're, if you're just not going to – if the players aren't going to play and you're going to change all the rules and you can't do this, you can't do that, you got to do this, you got to do that, there's only going to be 60 games. And then, well, what happens if 14 guys on one team test positive? Does the season stop? Is it suspended? Is that team just shit out of luck and, they're, you know, they're eliminated?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Let's hope for a better April. And we'll go, we'll start opening day with fans in the stands, uh, April or March, April 2021. Because what if you're winning your baseball
1: fantasy league and half of your roster gets tested positive?
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. There's just, I mean, then it's
1: it's all going to hell in a handbasket.
0: Because my fantasy hockey league, I still got to pay the guys out and they voted for a split. Uh, I wasn't in the money on fantasy hockey, but even if hockey does come back, like they're talking, you know, um, Yahoo's done with it because there's no way this regular season is over. The NHL has announced that. Right. Um, a couple more random notes related to my favorite team, team's. Um, Soldier Field is going to host drive-in movies through July. I don't know why they say it's Soldier Field because it's really just the south parking lot. And anybody who goes gets free popcorn, and they're going to show Groundhog Day, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was actually filmed in Chicago. Classics, uh, Fast and Furious, Fast and the Furious, and Shrek. So actually, a pretty solid movie lineup for those, in should Chicago- for those of our listeners in the Chicago yeah. area. The mother- hell yeah! Um, and then Fenway Park, the suites are going to serve as locker rooms to uh, uh, go along with uh, social distancing practices in Major League Baseball. So. The suites are on the third deck. The playing fields down. It's so it's going to be quite a commute to go from the locker <laughs> room to the playing field. But they'll be six feet apart, that's for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah.
0: And then finally, uh, Daniel Snyder has finally started thinking of changing the names to the Redskins. And I vote my vote on that would be they should be named the uh, Washington Sellouts because he has said all along um, that he won't change the name, and now he's got you know, FedEx is saying even, you know, sponsorships are giving him pressure. So when the yeah. dollars talk, then all of a sudden you got to say, well, I better rechange my thinking.
1: Well, depending on your, I mean, it was stupid to say he would never change it anyway, unless he was going to sell the team because it was going to get changed eventually and well, in, in in some decade. It was going to get changed.
0: Right. And here's what I, uh, buddy of mine that I've mentioned a number of times on the pod at, Fishman 8, Dick Fisher. I like his line of thinking. Something on that. Because I don't think Daniel Snyder has called it the Washington Redskins to be derogatory. Um, I say you pull all Native Americans and say, is the Washington Redskins, and you might as well bring up the Cleveland Indians because they're supposed to, um, right. they're thinking of changing it too. Are these names offensive to you? Yes or no? And if and go majority, if the majority of people say yes it's offensive, then okay, change it. Right. And if if it's not, because well, I, can't, I can't
1: believe they haven't asked at some point some population of the Native American population. I, I would think they would have at some point and gotten right. a response.
0: Um that I don't know. But I, I mean I think it's a good idea because it's like, why are you worried about what offends me? Like you might say, oh geez. Don't say anything about that particular soft drink, because my buddy Mike, you know, does this, that, and the other. And it's like, Dave, don't worry about me. I don't care what they say about it. Just, you know, will you worry about you, I'll worry about me. And, you know, because right. there's – now, even the Indians, okay, Chief Wahoo did look a little cartoonish. cartoonish and they eliminated that. They eliminated that as the major – they got it off of all of the, the their uh, merchandise, right. their uniforms, because it, it was a kind of a caricature. Correct. Funny, but Indians, there are. I mean, it, so you can't say Indians anymore. That's no, that's but not, it, that's not. Yeah, that's not. It's it's. um
1: Yeah, I mean, it probably has that stigma still. um and, and like you said, you don't know who's pushing who's pushing it. But I gotta believe over the decades that this has been talked about, thrown around, gonna happen, not gonna happen. You know, um, there's been representation from the Native American. You know, like I just said, that at some point somebody would have had to have said, and I didn't research it at all, but said, "Yeah, you know, we kind of appreciate
0: it." Now, what about the Florida State Seminoles? I haven't heard anything about them anything yet. That's a specific tribe. That's actually more of a compliment, isn't it? I don't. I, I,
1: you know, they. I would, I would think at this point they would have said something like, "Hey." Right. You know, they would have made a statement. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just like you can't have, you know, you can't have the, you know, instead of the Yankees or the – oh, God, I'm going to go off the rails here. Um, Any – like you can't have the – you can't have the Texas – that sounds stupid. The Chicago Catholics or the – you know, nobody's going to go for that. Um, I mean, some people wouldn't mind. I mean, I'm sure there's some Catholics that would be great, you know, fine, but there's going to be probably a ton of Catholics that would be like, no, we're not, we're not being a mascot of a team, you know? Um, So yeah, it's, it's a back and forth thing. I mean, I would, you know, if you're going to stick to animals and, and um, you know, animals and other fictitious like pirates and, you know, things of that nature where I I don't think, I don't think the pirate population is going to, is going to form a, a, a lobby group. If
0: you, you got to be fair, you got to be fair. But hey, before we rate uh, Bach, I did say I was going to save the best for last. And who can forget? The show went on, it was a little uh, different than normal. Nathan's annual hot dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joey Chestnut for the 13th time won the, uh, the hot dog eating contest and broke his own world record by eating a mere 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Second place was Darren, Br- Darren Breeden, I think his name is, and he was more than 30 behind. Um, Chestnut did say going in that he thought a record could be broken because he said it really gets difficult eating in the humidity of Coney Island, outdoors, in the sun, starting to sweat and everything. Right. And we're at undisclosed location, spread out only it was chestnut and five other competitors in an air conditioned room. He thought he might be able to he was thinking he'd get seventy-seven. Um he ate twelve in the first minute. Yeah and close to <laughs> seventy-five. Um and he he said he noticed around the six minute mark that he did kind of miss the crowd cheering him on because there's obviously no crowd. And then on the women's side, because we are a equal opportunity podcast, Mika Sudo, or Sudo, S-U-D-O, Mika Sudo won her seventh straight by eating 48 and a half hot dogs, which was also a woman's world record. So, you go, girl. That's right. I mean, the, you know. Joey Jaws, a true American hero. Um, he's not much, he's not much bigger than a hot dog itself,
1: is he? I mean, th- I mean thickness wise, he's a pretty about, slim guy.
0: He goes, about, yeah. he goes about 190 pounds though. Okay. Because he, he's like 6'1. Okay. I think. I'll have to look that up in our break. But anyway, yeah. what what do you say you give this your rating?
1: I found this very enjoyable. a um, lot of good flavor. I take my one of my last little drinks there. Not overpowering. Real good lager. Um, the IBUs, the 21 IBUs, it goes right along with it. I'm going I'm to go. I'm going to go right with the untapped crowd and I'm going to go
0: 3.85. All right. I agree with you. I enjoyed it. Nice, rich, flavorful beer. Reminded me too much of like a uh, Sam Adams or a Killian's type beer. Yeah. It's be a little heavy after a while. So a nice solid 3.63 rating. A little below you UN, and the tap, but a solid rating nonetheless. I would recommend this and did enjoy it.
1: Well, that's good, Mike. Uh, I hope you like this one. Just as well, uh, this is from Upper Hand Brewery in Escanaba, Michigan. This is their Tropical Piney Indian Pale Ale, um, the Upper Hand IPA. It's got a 7% ABV. It has 65 IBUs and an untapped rating of 3.8. Uh, this one's got a few more check-ins on untapped with 4,361 not like the 27th. Twice
0: as What's that? Twice as
1: many. Twice as many. All right, here we go.
0: Hey, while well, we got uh, pour this, breaking news from NASCAR. About seven laps to go, Denny Hamlin cruising, looking for his second straight victory. Something flies off the car, and he goes hard right, right into the wall. What? So he's going oh. to get, get a DNF. And puts Harvick right in the driver's seat with five to go and races under caution. Oh, that sucks. Well, it's a little, uh, this pours a little, for an IPA, it's a little bit more orange. Yeah. Or a cuff with an IPA pour. IPAs are typically, uh, hazy yellow.
1: Hazy this yellow. Isn't,
0: this isn't as dark as the back was, but it's darker than most IPAs.
1: This reminds me of the orange cat, the color that the um I hate the, Mondays. I hate Mondays, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. All right. Ready? Yep. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Good. A tart bitterness. A little bit. Uh,
1: Remember, 65, so that's definitely a lot more bitter than the 20, 21 IBUs we just drank.
0: You, de- you definitely get the true. I'm trying to think what hits the uh, palate first the tropical or the piney. I actually think the tropical hits and then the piney comes to the forefront. But I think but it's, it's quick. At first. Yeah, very quick. That's so what she said, <laughs> I don't think I went with it. that's what she said in a couple episodes. I had to bring it up. I don't I think so
1: either it. i think i I think I made a note of that, but never brought it up now, did I mention also that the uh, or that this upper hand i p a this is a um subsidiary of Bells? I didn't know that you know until i started until I got it and started researching it a little bit um so Bell's founder wanted something in the in the Upper Peninsula, loves the UP. And so Upper Hand Brewery is, um, this is a, a product of the Bell's genius.
0: All right. It uh, looks like, according to the candidate, it was established in 2014, if my old eyes can see that. I'm not 100% sure I can read it. So 2014, it looks like. So it's six years old, the old Upper Hand Brewery.
1: Or is that can six years old?
0: It could <laughs> be. I have a tough time with the word brewery. Brewery. I always want, I always want to say brewing company, and then as I look down I see it, in it's brewery, I try to like stop myself from saying brewing, and it, it is like it's like it's a tongue twister almost. Have thing. you ever had
1: trouble with the brewers? The Milwaukee no, the Brewers?
0: The Milwaukee oh, okay. Brewers. A lot of beer makers are offended that their name, a baseball team is named after them.
1: Uh, I think
0: that's It should be just what we should do. I don't, we're going to have to eliminate teams down to 26, and they should be called Team A, Team B, Team oh, C. Oh, Jesus, Mike. To, and should be, <laughs> it should be the 26 team leagues. That would actually may make uh, the quality of play better. I may be onto something here. If only anybody would listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> um, hey, before we get into uh, this day in sports, want to bring up a couple things I've been watching on Netflix. Yeah. Um, first one Liz and I started watching is called Lilyhammer. Spelled L-I-L-Y H-A-M-M-E-R and it's three seasons. We're only like three or four episodes into the first season can't say i like it can't say i dislike it just yet he um it's stevie van zant from isn't he from the e street band yeah and he was also in sopranos obviously as one of uh tony sopranos uh main men right right Uh, he wasn't big pussy but um Oh, I can't think of what name he plays on the Sopranos. That's irrelevant. But anyway, he is a mob figure in this story, too. Go figure. So I guess he's really uh, typecast. And he, um, right in the beginning, so this this isn't a spoiler or anything, because it's right in the beginning, like the first 10 minutes of the, the series, he turns over a mob boss, but he wants to go to Lillehammer, Sweden? Norway, Os, Norway. So, Norway, Norway. Yeah, yeah, Norway. And it was a, uh, um, a Norwegian country. I know that for a fact because they speak Nori, Norwegian, and there's a lot of subtitles. And and everybody's saying, "Well, wait a second, Lilyhammer is not spelled L-I-L-Y. It's L-I-L-L-E, or L-L-I, whatever it is. But it, yeah. the show is L-I-Y after his dog Lily, and you, you'll find out why he named you know. Anyway, so far, so good. I'm not going to go out on a limb and recommend it because, like I say, we're only four episodes in. And the other one I started watching, I am just starting the third episode. It's one season, and it's called Home Games. It's a documentary, and it ties in with this podcast for episode one. I don't care if you don't watch any of the other episodes, because I don't know if any, the the second one's all right, but not as good as the first one. Yeah. Uh, But the reason I want to bring this up is because episode one is about Calcio Fiorentino, also known as Calcio Storico or historic football. And and who said this pod was not educational? And (laughs) what this is, this originated in 16th century Italy, Florence, Italy, to be exact. Okay. And they play it. I mean, this this sport is basically a rougher version of the UFC with a ball. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Watch the first episode of Home Games, and um, it, it is so rough and violent it's only played one time a year and the teams that meet the championship game play two games for the series, the, the season, because there's a semifinal match. And then 10 days later, they play in the championship game. The teams come from uh, the quartier of Florence, which I would assume means the quarter you have Santa. And our Italian listeners, forgive me if I butcher some of the uh, Italian names, the Santa Cro- Croce, or the Azuri, the blue team, Santa Maria Novella, or the Rossi, the Reds, Santo Spirito, Bian- Bianca, the whites, yeah. and San Giovanni or Verdi, the greens. Um, the fields are 100 meter by 50 meter or approximately 109 yards by 55 yards. The goal is the entire width of the field. You might say, well, Jesus, scores must be 100 to nothing. Um, You play for 50 minutes, nonstop clock. Yeah. And it's 27 a side. 27 people a side? Yeah. There's four guys, (laughs) like there's three or four goalkeepers, and their job is to keep the ball out of the net. And then there's like, Seven of the 27 are the ones that try to score. And the other 12 up front, I mean, it is just a brawl. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it It is, you know, you just stand, it's, it's bare knuckle. And the only thing that's illegal because there was too many, you know, it's been going on since the 1500s, there were a lot of fatalities. So they did eliminate sucker punches and kicks to the head. So you oh, can't just...
1: Wow. Why play the game? So, Jesus.
0: They might, as well, exactly they might as well thumb wrestle, Mike. I, but um, I tell you, you, you got to watch it because this, this sport, in my opinion, makes hockey players, rugby players, and football players look like pussies. <laughs> so these cats are bad asses. Um, the red team won in 2019, and the 2020 version was slated for June. But obviously, Italy was one of the hardest countries hit originally it had suffered a number of deaths, so obviously it was suspended. Right. We're hoping to play 2020 in September, but if not September, they may just, you know, postpone 2020 and come back in June of 2021. But, um, but so yeah, you mean so?
1: Recommend- you mean like a like a like a UFC? You can rake somebody across the face with a as long as you're face to face. You can rake them across the face with your elbow.
0: Right. Oh, and you don't have to be face to face if you're going to like take them out at the knee or anything. <laughs> and then the only thing on that the, the one rule on that that makes it cool is like all right, me and you are the, two of the guys up front. I bear hug you and body slam you into the the pitch. You're down. So now you and I just kind of stay down and you're out of the play and the, and then that enables those five or six guys that are eligible to score to work their way through to get the goal. But um But yeah, you got it. Like I said, I'm not recommending the series because I'm only in just started the third. Kevin Harvick just won the race, by the way. Um, I just started the third episode. The second one's not bad. Um, But like I said, that first one was very interesting just because of the nature of how how tough. I mean, it it, it was interesting. These guys are badasses. But (laughs) what do you uh, on to this day in sports? What do you got, Dave? Uh okay we can alternate them if you want. Well,
1: I mean the the one the one big one uh this is typically I believe a Wimbledon weekend for championships for yeah. the for the final day. And so a couple notables we talked about this in a, a couple pods ago cuz it must have had in earlier times uh they must have had a different wimbledon date, and this is kind of more of a the July fourth weekend around there is typically uh the current wimbledon um finals so uh nineteen seventy four Chris Evert won her first wimbledon nineteen seventy five Arthur Ashe became the first african American to win uh Wimbledon by beating jimmy Connors um that must have chapped a Brit's ass. You had two, uh, two Americans in the finals of the, uh, the men's finals. Uh, okay, so there's my two Wimbledon ones. Uh, oh, Andre Agassi won his first uh, of eight Grand Slam events uh, at Wimbledon in 1992. So you go ahead, you do a couple, or your baseball ones, and then I'll come back with a couple of oddball this day in sports.
0: All right. Um. July 5th, 1934, six, 86 years ago today, Lou Gehrig hit his record 17th career granny as the Yanks beat the Washington uh, – what were they at that time? They, uh, they weren't the Nationals, the Washington – no, the Washington Generals. are the, uh, Who cares what their name was? Uh, they beat Washington 8-3, to and he surpassed Babe Ruth for career grand slams. I think that has since been passed by Alex Rodriguez, but at the time in 1934, that was a big league record, 17th career Grand Slam. Uh, Fast forward 13 years from that, or 73 years ago today, really got to make sure my math is on there, Mr. Shaw. will correct me. Uh, July 5th, 1947, Larry Doby becomes the first black player in American League history when he strikes out the 6-5 loss to the Chicago White Sox. Um some have su- some have suggested the Indians change their name to the the Cleveland Dobies which to me I think that would uh, that's that's a dumb nickname. do you know.
1: What was a Dobie? Uh,
0: Larry after Larry Dobie. Oh, after Larry Black.
1: Dobie. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. I was yeah. I don't
1: have. I don't have that one in my notes. So I was. I wasn't obviously paying that close attention. But.
0: Eh, I don't um, and then a, a couple more, and then send it back to you. Uh, July fifth, nineteen ninety-three, or twenty-seven years ago today. A's outfielder Ricky Henderson leads off both games of Oakland's double dip versus the Indians, or the Dobies, if you will. Uh, with dingers and that's the first time this has happened in baseball since 1913 and the other thing about this day in sports I believe this is at least the second time I've had a Lou Gehrig and a Ricky Henderson reference on the same that on the same TDIS which I found kind of interesting and originally I only had those three but then I figured I'd be remiss if I didn't mention 22 years ago today, July 5th, 1998, my idol, my favorite player, any sport, all time, the Rocket, became the 11th member of the 3,000 Strikeout Club.
1: That's pretty impressive.
0: And unlike Andy Pettit, I didn't misremember anything. (laughs) Well, All right. Which, by by the way, side note. Before I turn it back over to you, Clemens took a lot of heat for saying the word "misremembered." Now it's not. It's kind of fallen out of the English, the the vernacular, if you will. Right. Much like the word "irregardless." Right. Irregardless, one time was a word, but it's just redundant because that's what "ir" means, and then "regardless" means well, regardless of that, but. Clemens was right through the coals for saying Andy Pettit misremembered. Misremembered is actually proper speak at one time. Right. So I'm going to, the, I'm going to my grave back in the rocket.
1: <laughs> and here you go, trying to turn this pot into an educational uh, platform for, for uh, literacy.
0: Oh. you got to diversify. <laughs> in
1: 2012, Uh, This was just interesting. Nobody's going to remember this, but uh, this caught my eye. Um, Harness racing legend, driver and trainer Dave Pallone. He won his 15,181st career victory as a harness racer. Now, anytime I think you're going to win 15,181 contests, that's got to be... You've got to say something you got to give somebody props um and the other one I've got what's that
0: that's a lot of races yeah I wonder how, I wonder how many uh, wonder how many uh, starts he had
1: yeah I'm not sure that's, that's a good question but no like it you know if you've got a day or a weekend of harness racing I bet you he could get in he could get in four or five races a day at least you know over a weekend oh, yeah, for, or something like that still no
0: 50 1,000 W's is a lot. impressive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, then 2019, former governor of Rio de Janeiro, Sergio Cabral, uh, says he paid the $2 million bribe to secure votes for his city to get the 2016 Olympics, which turned the whole U.S. Olympic Committee on its head. I don't know. That was, that was pretty big news at the time, but I don't know how many people remember
0: that. Um, I don't remember, but you gotta wonder if it was uh money well spent. Oh, probably it was, was it two million or billion with a B.
1: M. With an M million.
0: And you gotta you gotta figure the Olympics brought more than two million dollars into it. now, yeah. Okay, the Olympic Committee is gonna be pissed off about it, it's like, oh this isn't the way we, you know, give Olympics by bribes and this, that, and the other thing. But as far as that guy giving the money I think that would, that's got to be money well spent. They had to have made more than $2 million off the Olympics.
1: Yeah, one would think. I mean, you know, and I, 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 dep- I think it depends on how each city subsidizes the construction of the Olympic events, too. You know, whether it's taxpayer money or, you know, w- whether you got some super deep pockets or it's corporate money or whatever. Um, I, I've heard that some cities actually lose money on the deal. Uh, depending on how they try to pay for the venues, uh how elaborate they go with them.
0: Why <laughs> you always gotta argue with me, Dave?
1: I I'm not always <laughs> arguing with you. I'm just I'm just throwing another side out there, Mike. But anyway, no, you're yeah, right. True. I mean I, I think two million definitely I mean hell, two million dollars anymore, I mean shit, that won't even that won't even make the parking lot, will it? Of one of those venues? No. Two million no
0: that's what I mean. Two million dollars, that's chunk change.
1: Right. So, yes, I agree with you, Mike.
0: Thanks.
1: (laughs) You want to rate this? Yeah. All right. So, upper hand. Go Go ahead.
0: I go first, right? Because you you brought the beer, so you go first and third, I go second. All right. And like I pointed out last episode, I mean, it's hard for us to, like, episode 30 – Roughly, we'll be at about the 90 beer mark. I think the first two or three, I, well, the first pod for sure, we only trusted two beers, but I think we quickly went into three. But episode 30, let's say just easy math 30 times three, 90 beers. It's hard to keep a rating scale of 90 beers over 30 weeks in your head. So I kind of try to make my ratings based on the, the beer at hand tonight. So. I go with the Black Rocks Bach. I give it a 3.63. Then we switch to the Upperhand IPA, and let's say this isn't a podcast. I'm just over your house, and you had a six pack of each in your fridge, and said, "Hey, Mike, I like both of them equally." Um, there's four of each left. Yeah. We're going to continue to alternate. Which one do you like better? I'll I'm going to say all right, Dave. Well, you you can have the rest of the box. I'm going to drink the uh, upper hand IPA so therefore I'm gonna go right dead on with the untapped crowd and go 3.80
1: okay fair enough fair enough Um, I've got to take one more drink there this is um, like you said I liked how you worded it the tropical the citrus notes. Are are right there in the beginning and then boom you get hit with the kind of the piney bitterness that 65 IBUs um, This is good. I can't go See for me. I seem to you know, I don't know what the hell I had for breakfast But I for whatever reason I seem to be able to remember a lot of especially the better IPAs that we've had So I'm gonna go I'm actually gonna take this one a little bit higher uh i'm gonna go three point hmm, do I like it as much as the Bach i'm gonna say yes, I do, and people can argue with me. I've gotta go three point eight five again i haven't I don't think I've done that too often. I've had the exact same rating um But I think uh, between the two, I enjoyed it just as much. And also, given, I think I remember quite a few of the 4.0 and up IPAs, and I think this fits in that 3.85 spot.
0: Right, yeah, it's a solid IPA. I don't, like you said, I, I remember some of the ones that have, you know, really been blasted out of the park, so to speak. And this isn't one of them. It by no means is it a, a disgrace or a disappointment, but, I mean, I think – I don't think it is anywhere near a four. And I think our ratings are solid where they're at. I mean, obviously, I, I can't tell you how – you. I mean, you, if you hated it, you hated it. But, obviously, at 3.85, you didn't hate it. No, but, I uh, did not. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I agree. It was uh very drinkable, but not I – mean, we've had – plenty of IPAs that had better pop to
1: it. Agreed. All right, Mike. Well, let's get on to the,
0: well, before
1: we do the third one, I want to give a shout out to uh, Doug Wortley. He, uh, I guess there's a Michelob light uh, version that is not distributed to Michigan. It's called Michelob golden light. Um, They have some family that are in Wisconsin. So They uh, gave us a few pre-pods, so thank you, um, Doug and Rhonda, for those pre-pod Michelob Golden Lights. The third tasting we've got for tonight is from the Keweenaw Brewing Company. It is level 92. Uh, It's their hopped-up IPA at 9.2% alcohol and 57 IBUs with an untapped rating of 3.67 3.67 so that's the lowest untapped rating for tonight interesting can though I guess I'd have to I'd have to give the nod for the can tonight to Keweenaw Brewing Company and level 92 um and it's hard it's hard to make out who's on the front of the can but when you read it um it's pretty nostalgic <laughs> apparently uh, oddly enough looking out my hotel room right now on the can, it's talking about the Quincy Mine, number two, if any anybody that's listening has done the tours here in uh, Houghton and Hancock. But I can see at the top of the hill that Quincy Mine, number two shaft, looking down over the city. And apparently that was the, in 19, looking at the can, 1945, that was, that was the world's deepest at 9,260 feet. With mining operations on 92 levels, so working conditions in the lower levels were uh, were pretty grim, with temperatures re- reaching 100 degrees Fahrenheit. So the level 92 is just talking about um, the 92 levels of mining that were going on in the 9,000 plus feet.
0: When you when you said thousand two hundred feet, I almost said, I think I know her. <laughs> okay, but, it was, it but I'm was, You think it's pure coincidence, or do they systematically brew it this way because it's level ninety-two? Because there are ninety-two what? Would you say stories or floors? Well,
1: you could sure you could word it that way. Either way, so like every ten every ten feet,
0: right? But my point is the ABV nine point
1: point two. Right. Is that
0: yep. coincidence or you like just say let's get the, that amount of alcohol in here to match it up?
1: Well what it, that goes along with the North Peak Diabolic, right? Do you remember that? The the six point six six percent alcohol and the and the sixty six point six whatever IBUs, I think they're
0: gonna be to be to disprove them whether i mean this for all we know this could actually have like 9.1 alcohol we're not really right. gonna know i don't think yeah and by the way no. did you ever get from jim because remember i called him out yesterday to see how our to see if he's actually listening oh it's coming to along see how well he must reach out to you because he hasn't reached out to me yet
1: all right now it's uh it's actually because one of his sons you know went to tech so you know i was uh I was actually texting about restaurants and stuff here in Houghton. So that's how we got on that topic. But let's give this a crack.
0: Wow. Another dark. This is an IPA, right?
1: Uh, this, th- yeah. Doesn't look like it.
0: Dark, this is the darkest of the night.
1: Oh, that's, that's without question the darkest IPA we've had. Yeah, ever. That that poured like a porter.
0: Yes, it did, huh? But it's well, well, duh, two stupid beer podcast guys read the label. It's called a black India pale ale. Oh yeah. Turn the can. It's hard to read. You got to hit it, get it right in the right light. That that is peaks of tropical citrus. But this is this our first ever black eye India.
1: Well, okay, so the roasted grains.
0: There's no piney scent.
1: No, yeah, that's you got that. You know, I might take my vote on the can back because it is really difficult to read. You got to get it right in the right light.
0: I don't think you take. I mean, the only other one, the, the box would be somewhat close with the billy goat. I think that's a billy goat on the box. Right. Because the upper hand can, I, I think we could have got somebody from uh, Shields Elementary to come up with a better design than the, the <laughs> upper hand. <one. laughs>
1: Possibly. All right, you ready?
0: There you go. Cheers. Cheers. All the silence on the radio, that doesn't bode well for a podcast, but you sure this can isn't mislabeled? There's no IPA taste at all in this, is there?
1: Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, I'm trying to figure out where the tropical
0: citrus is either. Yeah, that's what I mean. I wonder, if got, <laughs> I wonder if the, I wonder if the can was labeled wrong because there's no, there's no piney, there's no piney IPA taste. There's no, it's not a bad taste. It's just
1: not, just not what you, well, I mean, with the dark color, it's what you expect.
0: Huh. I'm going to,
1: yeah.
0: I'll have to this afterward because this is this does not taste like a, an IPA at all.
1: Now, maybe it's a, actually it, it does to me a little bit. Is, I'm still pro-
0: tastes, to, me, to me, it's similar to the Bach the first tasting, yeah, but it's better, it's a cleaner taste than the Bach. Wow, interesting. Look at the episode 29, we've come up with one that's a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah, without further ado, episode 29, the random question. All right, we're on July 5th, Dave. Yesterday was our nation's independence, the 4th of July. So I think what we'll do is we'll do a little back and forth. You go, I go, you go, you know. Um, actually, I'll start off because my random question. So starting with the least favorite, we're going to go our top five. So we're going to start with number five, our top five holidays. Now, keep in mind, a holiday doesn't have to be a paid day, to, paid day off. And obviously, I'll mention that as we uh, proceed. But my number five holiday is Labor Day. And the reason being is Labor Day to me means, number one, I'm going to have a three-day weekend because I'm off Sunday, Mondays anyway, so I get Tuesday off. So that's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So I like that. Number two, traditionally, the NFL starts on the Thursday of Labor Day, traditionally being the last two years anyway. Right. And finally, Labor Day, even though there are some hot days here in Michigan in September, Labor Day is... Basically, the end of summer, my least favorite of the four seasons. So, my number five favorite holiday is Labor Day.
1: All right, I'm gonna go. My number five holiday, St. Patrick's Day.
0: mother Motherfucker! <laughs> right, hey, I'm st- I'm sticking to my list. I fucking forgot all about that. And there, that's actually a perfect example of what I meant by it's not a paid day off, because obviously nobody gets St. Patrick's Day off. All right. Excellent so because really labor day would have been labor day probably would have missed the uh vote on that But anyway why why is it Saint so so
1: paint Saint Pat's day um you you know get to do everything green it's kind of fun it's a change of pace but uh i've got this pair of knickers uh and this really ridiculous stupid it's almost a beret looking hat But it's made out of artificial turf, like the kind that you would put, like, on your deck or your, you know, outside your garage. Anyway, and it's got a little flag with a ball, a a little plastic golf ball on it. And so I kind of just occasionally, not every year, but occasionally I'll put those uh, plaid uh, Irish knickers on and put that stupid hat on and, um, you know, kind of get into the spirit. And you get to drink green beer.
0: That you do. And um, the other thing that it typically coincides with the first weekend of the March Madness tournament. True. True. That's typically when the March Madness tournament starts. So that's an excellent choice. I didn't even, I didn't even have that in my list, Dave. Well done. Well done. Um, My number four is Thanksgiving. Uh, Again, reason being it's get together with family, usually a lot of variety of different good food. More often than not, you eat too much Feel like shit later that night, but during the day it 's worth it, and plenty of football on the docket and it also is kind of like the unofficial start of a different season which i'm sure we'll both cover in a few picks here, but number four favorite holiday for me is thanksgiving
1: that also i kind of it was a toss up to be quite honest with you of the two fall holidays i couldn't quite decide between halloween and thanksgiving but for different reasons you know what it's half my pot anyway so i'm just going to say i've got a tie for number 4 halloween and thanksgiving for two different reasons number one you know thanksgiving is a time for family like you said for football for eating a lot of good food and then halloween i you know i i just still enjoy seeing my kids or you know they're getting to the point where they're not dressing up anymore but just the trick or treating and you know the 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 decorations and that, the candy and stuff like that. I like that, so I'm going to give Thanksgiving and Halloween kind of a, a tie for number four.
0: All right, uh, my number three uh, yesterday, Fourth of July. Typically, I mean, yesterday was kind of a an anomaly because I actually worked yesterday because our company non bargaining employees decided they they uh, honor the holiday because it fell on saturday they're honoring it monday so i'm actually taking tuesday off for my fourth of july so i actually worked on the fourth of july which if you think of it for my job purposes that happens what once every uh uh, seven or eight years depending on leap year it falls on a saturday um so typically i'm off on fourth of july usually go to my mom's uh cook out drink eat there's Typically a pretty good baseball game going because now, you know, in normal times you're April, May, June. This is the start of the fourth month. You're starting to separate the good baseball teams from the bad baseball teams. And then, like mentioned earlier, I saved the best for last segment one, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. It's As stupid as this sounds, I actually get nervous for Joey Chestnut because <laughs> I like to see like, Notre Dame-type dominance. The Dallas Cowboys. Type. When there's a Dallas Cowboys, a Notre Dame, a uh, New England Patriots. Joy I think Chessna. that makes it better. It makes it better for the sport because you you got everybody loving or hating it. Like when you get a Cinderella story, it's not that big of a deal because there's no hatred involved. Like Joey <laughs> Chestnut. Really like the New York Yankees. You either love them or hate them. The the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You love them or hate them. The Patriots. Love them, etc., etc. So, um, the only thing, believe it or not, that I do not like about the Fourth of July is I'm not a big firework guy. I mean, oh red, oh blue, oh green, (laughs) boom. Okay, see them all. Time to go. But other, other than that. My number three favorite holiday, the 4th of July.
1: Uh, my number three holiday, Valentine's Day, just because I get to tell my sweetie how much I love her. That's it.
0: And typically, the only thing I'm going to rebuff you on that, and obviously I'm not arguing with you because of your Valentine's Day. That's your choice. My significant other absolutely hate Valentine's Day because my dad died the day after Valentine's Day, and her dad died just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, Valentine's Day is kind of like, uh, doesn't the have couch.
1: the same, you're
0: right, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. So, I get that. Uh,
0: all right, uh, my number two is what, is what you had tied for number four, Halloween. Absolutely love it. From the movies to the candy to the kids, you know, coming to the door, you know, th- there's no time off from work. It's fall. There. You know, it's typically in, in these parts, Michigan here, uh, typically – Although there have been some Halloween's where it's like nine hundred degrees and it's like oh this is miserable, and then like I think last year wasn't it like snowing in thirty? Oh yeah, it's, so we've that, had
1: some awful, awful Halloween's. Yeah.
0: You know. So, but to me, and I technically I don't. I mean, that is a holiday, right? I mean, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no time. There's no time off. I mean, what is really the meaning of I it? Mean, it's not really.
1: I would think with all the money that the billions of dollars that's spent on costumes and candy and decorations and parties and oh yeah, that's a holiday.
0: I'm sticking I'm sticking with it. It's my number two. What's your number two day?
1: Number two, fourth of July. Family, the summer barbecues, um, and my family, you know, we get to you know, my dad is a pyromaniac, uh, when it comes to fireworks. Yeah, it's always been a big, big holiday for our family. And and you know, it, we get we get, uh, we've been fortunate in the past. It hasn't been the same in the last couple of years, but in the past we've been fortunate. Uh, we get into the whole engineering of it, you know. Um, you know, you buy extra fuse, you tape them together, you put like six or seven in a row, and you try to time them all so that they go off in a certain pattern. And so, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily just watching them. And for us, it's it's putting on the show. And yeah, I'm trying big,
0: to. I'm too big a chick. I'm too big a chicken shit for that. I, 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 All I see is when I'm lighting that 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 uh, fuse or wick or whatever it's called. I see myself ending up like Jason or Paul. It was like, <laughs> oh fuck! There's my, there goes my hand. So yeah, that that part scares the shit out of me. Well,
1: yeah, we actually had a we actually had a a, a cone, a, um, a fountain. That just yesterday, um, I don't don't ask me what happened. It's just supposed to admit showers of sparks, right? And it was actually a really cheap one. It was supposed to be a low-grade one. And it looked like it was dying out to the end, and everybody was kind of, you know, starting to do the yay, and boom. It just – so, yeah, it was (laughs) – you know, everybody had to wait to blink for a minute to go, what just happened? But, yeah, number two, 4th of July for me.
0: All right, and number one, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say we're both going to go with the same one. But my number one is Christmas. Um, from back when I was younger, getting gifts. Oh, I hope I get you know this game or that video game or this. I hope, geez, I, I really asked for a TV or a bike or this or that. To now. And, you know, as you become a parent, you get older, and it's like you, you give your you know your kid or your significant other the gift that they want and to see the joy in their eye when they open it and you know this we never talk religion on this podcast, so we won't even discuss that aspect of the holiday but the music the um the movies the the things the sleigh rides, the cutting down the Christmas tree. Yeah, the whole ball of wax. I mean, I, to me, without question, Christmas is far and away in my head. And I almost, when I gave the random question, I almost said excluding Christmas. You're, but I didn't want to say, yeah. well, maybe you hate Christmas. Right. Maybe you're no, did I, did Christmas. I hear you it's say good. you wanted me to
1: do my Bing Crosby impression? Yeah, that what yeah. i yeah. am dreaming of a wine, Chris. Anyway, um, you know I like to do terrible impressions based on those that have been listening to the ads. I don't know if they're terrible, but I think pathetic would be a, a, probably a closer interpretation of my impressions.
0: They're not, they're, they're not terrible. They're just mislabeled. Because you're Australian, was your your British was Australian or your Australian is British? Yeah, whatever. So, did I assume correctly? And Christmas is your number one?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: For all the reasons Uh, that you mentioned. And the one honorable mention that I will give that should have been my number five is actually New Year's Day, but the reason I went with Labor Day over New Year's Day. Because the College Bowl championship ruined our tradition. Uh me and a bunch of buddies every New Year's Day get together, play cards. And it used to start with two games at eleven, two games at one, et cetera. Football all day, but the Bowl Championship series ruined that. So that's why I eliminated that from my top five.
1: Gotcha. And I that's oh, my shit. that was my bar where I I, did, I forgot all about New Year's and new year's eve new year's day i don't know where that would have fit but i'm not going to think about it right now
0: i don't count new year's eve as a holiday anyway all
1: right so we're going to rate this if we can figure out what it actually is
0: yes what do you think
1: i am first aren't i
0: yes sir huh
1: i'm going to go 3.75 because
0: i already have i already have my rating written down that's funny go ahead
1: 3.75 um not it's not bad Um, I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out what, you know, what style this fits in. I don't know. I'm speechless still. Not bad. I'm still, I'm still trying to describe it.
0: Exactly. And that's where I came with my rating. And when you said 375, I kind of chuckled because I had my rating written down already. Um, I don't like it as much as the second selection because I was expecting more of an IPA, but I do like it much better than the first selection. So I went 3.7. So been, and for the 29th time, I see I'm out of beer. And as a late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck out of here.